Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, Rich Nation. Welcome to Fast Action Friday. I am Rob, and as always, we have got Pitsy here with us. How's it going, bud? Yeah, mate. All good. How are you? Yeah, good. We, we seem to be having a multitude of technical difficulties at the moment. The desktop's gone down, the laptop's playing up. You know, it's just about doing what we can, burning down the hatches and, and making it here, which I think is quite synonymous with how the season's going for a lot of people. You know, we're doing what we can to get to where we need to be. Yeah, plug and play, fill in the gaps, everything just mashed together to, to put a, a team together for the, for the weekend is mm-hmm. uh, how things have worked out for a few of my teams. So, yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, um, yeah, just t- tough at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, on a, on a lot of th- I think there's been quite a few people who are suffering from a, a bit of burnout. It's been that intense, you know, this season with how things are going that um, it's uh, it's just finding some coping mechanisms and you know, talking out with people. I think that's really important. <laughs> yeah, funny you should say that. It's actually uh, International Men's Day today, so Rush Nation, our door is always open. Give us a shout. We're always here to chat through either Facebook or the Twitter doesn't matter who it is we'll always always be there to uh, to say hello so yeah never never go through on your own yeah there's some really good guys in in the whatsapp group and you know there's been a, a few times where we've all we've all pulled each pulled each other up and uh, supported each other and uh, the twitter community is on the whole really good at doing that and hopefully it it continues but i echo what you've said you know we are always there to have a chat and you know 
make things seem like that little bit better. Let's have a look at what we're talking about today. So as we've said, we are already knee deep in the sharp and pointy end of the season. So every player counts. And hopefully what we've got this week will bring some players to your attention that you either need to swap out or get in your lineups, you know, a quick swap teed up by the Fast Action Friday podcast. Yeah, and to start that off, we've got the injury report, as always, to get us going. So this week, most of you will have seen Drew Brees. Okay, he went down with multiple fractured ribs, uh, punctured lung, kind of deflated on the pitch, which was always nice. Mm. Uh, he did stay on the, on the sideline, which is testament to his character considering the injury. Um, I don't know whether it was just the fact that all his gear was actually um, holding him all together. Jameis <laughs> uh, Winston, he stepped in. He's likely for his job for the next couple of weeks. Uh, it could be longer, depends on how Breeze uh, comes back from it. He isn't obviously uh, a spring chicken anymore, so helium will likely take a little bit longer. Yeah, and there's already a few uh, vultures starting to circle around people picking up the opposing defences whenever Winston's playing. But I, I actually think that this could be a game-changer for the Saints. Um, there's not been a lot of footage of Winston playing behind the Saints' offensive line. Obviously, we've seen him a lot behind the Tampa offensive line, and we see what issues Brady's had this year. He just seems to be getting a lot more pressures than he's used to. Um Winston could actually hold up quite well behind this line. Um, and I think the added element of Winston's scrambling ability, because you know he's used to escaping troubling situations from last year, uh, that's going to add a few more headaches to defences and how they're going to deal with Winston. And of course, you've got to add in Taysom Hill as well. You know, He is uh, a big factor in the offence at the moment, increasing in what he's doing. A lot of people are actually preferring him uh, in leagues where he's eligible for tight end you know that position's a wasteland at the moment slotting Taysom Hill in there could actually give a few extra points yeah it's uh, an odd situation to be in when they've got two quarterbacks and I think yeah Winston's definitely the one who's going to take the snaps but as we saw last year the uh, threw Taysom him a lot as well so mm. interesting to see yeah and you know fingers crossed Drew Brees does come back before the end of the season it's likely they could make the playoffs so um, we could, they could well need Breeze when it comes to the matches that count. But Winston is not a bad backup to have. No, he's, I mean he scored a lot of touchdowns last year, and that was with the Tampa offense. So there's weapons for him to use at the Saints as well. So yeah, and he's got his eyes fixed. So we'll see how they go. <laughs> yeah, and he plays the Falcons this week, who are not doing great in defending passes from wide receivers at the moment. Uh, so big uh, opportunity, big ceilings for the wide receivers on the Saints at the moment. Right, another quarterback on the uh, injury report, which is Nick Foles. He left late on Monday Night Football. He took a big hit in the game. Uh, evaluation showed he'd avoided the fractured hip, which is always good. But the coaches are talking about talking about it positively, I think. So mm. hopefully that's, that's good news for him. Um, obviously, the situation brings Mitch Trubisky back into the quarterback conversation. But Tyler Bray, he covered the Foles in the last... Uh, out of Monday Night Football so who knows how that's going to go down yeah um, just adds to the list of quarterbacks that Alan Robinson's had to deal with in his in his time um, I it's, it's going to be tough to say because I know it's going to be a controversial opinion but I actually prefer Trubisky to Foles and I feel a lot of Bears fans are starting to feel the same way after how things have gone um, I did 
talk to, to yourself and a few of the people that we were trying to work out who were the undefeated quarterbacks for the season. And we started with Big Ben and Trubisky, and it turns out Probably, there's quite yeah. a few more <laughs> than what we expected. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is, is a starter as well. He got one game. One win in one start. Uh, Brett Ripon, one one start, one win. Uh, Tua as well. You know, how could we forget Tua? You know, three three games, three wins. Um, maybe that's what the Bears need. They need to bring Mitch back because he's a winning quarterback. Apparently, three this season, isn't he? Three and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, yes. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll leave that one there and let them decide that one. Uh, all right, so we've got Jermichael Hasty broke his collarbone. Uh, he is on IR now. So the Niners on a bye this week could see Raheem Mostert return to the side for week 12. So keep an eye on that. Uh, him and Jared McKinnon look to be the feature backs um, going into a tough match against the Rams in week 12. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a hard one. Um, although must be good news for Niners fans to hear that Mostert's on the mend. Almost there. Yeah. Almost there, um, especially with the, the number of running backs alone that they seem to have gone through this year with with injuries and you know playing them perform and um, a, a lot of fantasy owners, especially ones who selected him in like year long leagues, are going to be pleased that he's coming back for for you know the business end of the season. Yes, yeah, definitely. I'm uh, one of those people, so uh, yeah, fingers crossed for most of mm-hmm. it back soon and uh, back to his best. We've got an honourable mention this week as well with Andrew Whitworth. Unfortunately, uh, the Rams offensive lineman tore his MCL and damaged his PCL. The well-respected veteran was carted off the field in the Seahawks game. And that will require some shuffling around the Rams offensive line. This could negatively affect Goff's pass protection on the left-hand side too because he was uh, a solid, solid blocker for uh, for Goff. Watching the like the hard knocks evident like evidence when they were showing like the slow motion um snaps and uh, Whitworth just looked so effortless like there was no emotion on his face when he was dealing with the the, the rushing uh the lineman um yeah it's gonna be a tough journey for him as well like Breeze he isn't a spring chicken either so there, there's hope that he does actually come back this season though um which is quite surprising one thing I think that will come out of this is, yeah, Woods and Cup might find their production negatively affected, especially with how well that backfield seems to be doing with the running the ball. Uh, Josh Reynolds, though, you know, he had a, a big week last week. And I think if they can keep including him in some of that um, that production, then the ball gets spread out more and hopefully offers a few more options. And, you know, Goff doesn't have to worry about waiting for players to open up before yeah, he gets hit. He's always got, always got the options to... He's not just got the two. He's he's kind of opening up to having three, four open receivers to, mm. to aim for, hasn't he? So. Yeah, which is what, definitely what you need when when you've got a weakness in that line. You, know, you need to be able to get that ball off, make the reads as quick as possible. Right. Uh, on to, we've obviously touched on it slightly with talking about the Falcons, um, but we're going to go straight into weak points. Okay, so this week... The points to quarterbacks is Atlanta Falcons once again. Uh, it seems to be a, a battle between the Falcons and the Seahawks for the worst defence in terms of conceding points here. Uh, good news for the Seahawks was that they didn't concede a passing touchdown despite the Rams completing 27 passes for 302 yards. Uh, the Falcons' bye week has meant that their team average has dropped, uh, bumping them to the top of the board. Seahawks play the Cardinals in the Thursday night game, which will have already been played when this goes out. 
So let's focus on the Falcons, who are up against the Saints. As covered before, Drew Brees is out. Winston is up. Uh, Winston is the ultimate boom-bust potential here and has got potential to make great plays, just as equally getting it intercepted. So we'll see how that one fares out. Saints O-line should hold up better than Tampa's for Winston, though, so hopefully not as many pressures uh, might make those high-quality throws that he does have in his bag at points. Winston and Taysom, uh, they've got those running qualities as well, so hopefully that increases their points on offer with that other side of the ball playing. As you see, uh, as you said before, Rob, Winston's coming in a good situation for the Saints, uh, and hopefully... Uh, the Saints kind of play it well with him. Falcons can't really plan for a combination of Winston and this O-line as there were no preseason and Breeze has been started all the way through the season. So they've only got a teeny tiny bit of tape of yeah, last week's second half, I believe. So Yeah, literally not a lot to go off there. Um, so it will be um, one for the Fal- uh, Falcons to stew over and, and try and work out how, how the Saints are going to use those two factors uh, in this game um, and you never know it, it could well be that the the Seahawks get have numbers put on them by the Cardinals same thing happens with the Falcons it, it's, it could well go to the wire between these two about who's going to finish up as the worst one uh, I actually really like the Saints defence in this game so it could be that the Saints get the ball back a lot more and um, just just pile on that pressure on the Falcons backfield yeah. So on to the points for running backs, and it is still the Lions who are top of the pile. Uh, after what happened at the hands of the Vikings, it came to the Washington football team this week, and they managed to ship three rushing touchdowns past them. So again, another week with multiple rushing touchdowns. Um, that was two for Antonio Gibson and one for J.D. McKissick. That puts the Lions at the top of the pile for the most receiving touchdowns to running backs and the most rushing touchdowns to running backs as well now and considering Matt Patricia is supposed to be defensively minded after his time at the Pats I think that is a shocking statistic they travel to Carolina this week and we had CMC back for three quarters of a game uh, in good form and good health at most it's likely he's not going to be Panthers uh, Twitter account which leaves Mike Davis Rodney Smith and Trenton Cannon as the serviceable running backs but as we've seen, Joe Brady likes to use Curtis Samuel as a running back, and he's had moderate success there. But he's a wide receiver, so any points that he scores in this game won't affect the, the Lions' stat line here. One thing that Davis might be uh, effective in here is that he has been used a lot in the pass-catching game. Um, he's, when CMC came back, he got one or two targets, I think. But before that, he he's had a, a good, healthy target share. So expect that to come back. He's had a little bit of a breather with CMC being back for a game, so he took that backup role against the Bucks, uh, against the Chiefs, sorry. Um, and the Tampa game was always going to be tough on running back, so this is a game that he could finally flex out again and go at the Lions hard. Yeah, it'll be uh, hopefully a get-right game for him to come back and start picking up the points again for him. So absolutely, one to watch, one to watch. All right, so we're going on to points to wide receivers. The Seahawks are still top of this list. They have managed to stem the flow of touchdowns, but the yards still keep creeping up. Uh, there is nearly a 12-point gap between them and the Titans in second place. Huge. They've conceded, yeah, they've conceded the most receptions, the most yards, and the most touchdowns. So they've got 
the week uh, this week against the Cardinals, who are causing a lot of trouble for even the hardiest of past defenses. So it's uh, not looking great for them again this week. <laughs> no. We all saw what Murray could do uh, with passes in the tightest of windows and scrambling out of dangers to make those passes as well. Uh, so I'd be locking in the cards, wide receivers here and big hitters in Hopkins and Kirk. Uh, and I venture even deeper with Andy Isabella, who might get a good solid workout this, this game. Yeah, I agree with that. It's It's likely that the the first three, the big three names that you talk about, Hopkins, Kirk and Fitzgerald, they get a lot of coverage in this game. Um, and the cards have been known to line up with four wide receivers quite a few times, which brings in Andy Isabella. Looking at the stats from last week's game against the Rams, every single Seahawks punt landed inside the 20. They've got a, a, a great uh, kicker to get it there, great punter to get it there. And the furthest forward that the Rams started after a Seahawks punt was from the 12-yard line. With what the Cardinals have got in their rushing arsenal. It seems logical to cover Murray and the running backs at that point. You know, they work their way up the field. So if the Seahawks choose that option and add coverage to the three big hitters, there could be plenty of space behind them for Murray to just pitch one of those balls that we saw, you know, at the end of last week's game, right down the field to a deep threat like Isabella. And, you know, Isabella can move. So I feel like that's a really good choice to, to highlight Isabella in this game. Yeah, he's... Uh... Hopefully, going to get some some good targets here. We'll, we'll like I say, see what happens. But mm-hmm. that that option looks likely for him. Yeah, nice little uh, breakout week for Isabella. But you, you can't rule out the other three with with how badly the Seahawks are doing in in covering wide receivers. No, that's very true. So let's look at the tight ends again. The Falcons are still top of this list. So you know, just a battle across Cara. the board with these two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, However, unlike the other list, the bye week hasn't affected the movement at the top here. And I think just because of how badly the Titans did, not just last week, but across the season, it seems to be um, no significant scores for any Titans, uh, particularly. Um, the Falcons match with the Saints is going to be a difficult one to predict just because of how weak the Falcons are in other areas. One positive note for fantasy owners, though, is Jared Cook might actually benefit from this matchup because um, Winston does like to use tight ends. So um, in his 2019 season at the books, OJ Howard, Cameron Brady, they got 108 targets between them in the season. The wide receivers did get the first three spots in the passing target list, but this could actually be really good news for Cook because he hasn't been as consistently used as drafted as expected him to be. Winston does like to use those safety valves to get the ball away, you know, with what happened last year. You know, just getting the ball out to someone might have been the reason why they got so many targets. So if he if he's in the same kind of mindset, then Cook being for a, a big big load, um, the the Saints have got a good selection of wide receivers, running backs as well. Camera's been getting a lot of action in the pass catching game. That could leave the space open for Cook to get get that safety valve space, and um, yeah, this could lead to a big game for Jared Cook. Yeah, the fact that uh, Winston will have last year in his in his head and uh, giving the, way, the ball away so much, I think that easy option of dumping the ball off could be uh, good news for Cook. So mm. we'll see how that one pans out too. Oh, right. So we're, we're on to the game before the name uh, part of the podcast. Um, we'll go through mine first and we'll, we'll come to yours uh, second. So last week I chose Chase Edmonds. Um, unfortunately, Kenyon Drake did come back it was looking unlikely he would play but he did play 
took a lot of carries from Edmonds. Um, so Edmonds only ended with eight carries for 56 yards. Still a great, great return, seven yards a carry. Three completions for 21 yards. Uh, that gave 10.7 PPR points in the end. So over double figures, but not great. Not as great as I was expecting it to be. Like I say, it's always tough to make these predictions when there's always one or two more practices to go. Um, and when that prediction was made, it did look like Drake was questionable for the game. It was a late game time decision as well, wasn't it, for Drake to come back in as well? So mm, Yeah. Um, and as we know, I think I believe Drake put up three figures in that game. I think he got 100 yards exactly. So that, that could have been a lovely little bit of production for Edmonds if he'd, if he'd gotten the chance. Um, but, you know, it's a risk to take. Uh, take. I'll take the loss for this one and move on uh, to my next player. So this new player, he has come through a body of players to stick a claim as the key offensive piece for the team. Um, as a result, he has seen a drastic uptick in involvement in the team's offense. And three of his last four weeks have resulted in 100 plus yards returns from scrimmage. Great, great result for him. Uh, he's been getting a lot of fans from how well he's been doing. And to be fair, he had a few fans even before this year. And it, I think it was just unfortunate through things like injuries that he didn't get a chance to contribute as much as he'd like. This week, he faces a team that has conceded a lot of yards and multiple touchdowns to this position in the last two games. And their record against position is in the top five for conceding touchdowns. And their record for conceding yards to this position is terrible. We're talking about Seahawks or the Falcons that they're up against. Is that... Uh... Oh, are we talking completely different here? If they're terrible, then we've just spoken about the Seahawks and Falcons being useless. It is a different team. Oh, okay. No, go on then. Put me on my misery. This is Damian Harris. Ah. For the Patriots. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has definitely made his mark in the backfield. In the last four weeks, he's been the leading Russia, he's got the leading attempts. He might not have been the biggest yards because Cam Newton's in that team as well, but he's been seeing a huge amount of carries. Um, well, he's been playing much better than uh, Sony Michel. I've, I definitely rate him over over Michel. Yeah, I think it's going to be very hard for Michel to get a look in on this team if Harris is doing what he's doing. So, yeah, he is my uh, choice for game before the name this week. Sweet. I think Michel as well, he's, uh, he drops a lot of balls, which... Um, Bill is uh, is not one to enjoy, and he'll make you uh, he'll punish you for that straight away, mm-hmm. taking you off. So, yeah, good one. I like that. Who are they? Who are they playing this week? Sorry, they are playing the Texans. Cool, good. Right, my week uh, last week was John Brown. Man, he was playing okay, and then he went off with an ankle injury. I was gutted. Uh, before that, he did have a good uh, good little kind of carry with eight targets, six receptions, seventy two yards. So it was going quite quite nicely. But yeah, mm. unfortunately, he got injured. So this week, my new player, he had a nice week last week. 149 scrimmage yards. Mm-hmm. That's 81 on the ground, five through the air. And he got five uh, receptions from five passes. So five for five and that's 68 yards in the air and a receiving touchdown. That was his first NFL start uh, and made sure he made the most of it too. So he's going up against a declining defence this week as well. And shock horror, I wrote about him in the off-season. Ooh. Now, you did write a lot about a lot of people in the off-season. I did, that's true. <laughs> um, 
a first NFL start, a new player? He's a rookie, rookie this season. Yeah, he's a rookie. I'm trying to think who got that first start in week 10. Has he been involved in the offense already? No, oh, yeah, he's been playing all season. It's just this was the first, his first start. Oh, it's Swift, isn't it? It's Swift. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just going to all the teams in my head then. It was like, who, who, who could have been involved in an offense and get the first? And then I remember seeing that, that yeah, Swift was getting his first arc. And yeah, you are. What a pick this is. Yeah, he, absolutely right. He did a great job last week. So hopefully he's going up against the Panthers this week. You, you're, uh, unfortunately for you, your defence is starting to decline slightly. And I think uh, this could be great news for, for Swift to get on board and mix it up a bit, catching and running and keep those uh, those starts coming. Well, f- funny thing is that I, I, I'd i been looking at the Panthers for one of my articles and they'd actually done really well with not conceding rushing touchdowns to running backs. And then Rojo, <laughs> you know, a 98-yard run. <laughs> you, you, you can't say anything better than that. No. And... Granted, yeah. that was just on one play, so see, it kind of skews the stats slightly. But I think, uh, yeah, you can look at that blueprint and hopefully uh, pick up where uh, where he left off last week. Mm. And Swift is fast as well. He's going to be very difficult to to get a hold of, um, and especially as the Carolinas seem to prefer playing a bit of zone coverage as well. So there's, there's there should be spaces for Swift to get into. I, I really like this pick. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, to be fair, there's two running backs. I, I've been going wide receiver all all the time. So uh, when I saw that, yeah, it was about time that I put a running back in, and so did you. So yeah, yeah. two running backs to look out this week. Bye, right, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah, finishes off with a Friday fade. So last week, uh, and you know, absolutely buzzing when. Well, for for me, I was buzzing, not for him. But my my Friday fade last week was DK Metcalf, and I think that could have been the best fade that I've had yet. Um, as we were discussing <laughs> in in the spiel last week, they were a bit coy about whether or not they were going to put Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, and it just turns out that they just left him on him pretty much all the time. The commentators actually made a note to to say how frustrated DK was getting with not seeing the ball in this game, and a stat came on the screen. It was I think it was over twenty twenty routes run, no targets, and he actually saw his first target with fifty three seconds left. In the third quarter, it says the fourth quarter on there, but it's actually the third quarter. So he got all his targets right at the end of the third and in the fourth as the the Seahawks were trying to catch up. So he got a little bit more involved. Those four targets end up with two completions for 28 yards, 4.8 PPR points, which is not just well below his average, but well below the average of a lot of normal receivers. So he, yeah, it was a solid fade. For that week. You see, for me, for me, this one's on Winston. Uh, sorry, Wilson, because that kind of he's still got twenty eight yards off two two catches. Mm. Like, uh, just trust your receiver. Like, he's he's huge. Like, yes, Ramsey is. They they class him as one of the best, but test him out. Like, don't just wait until the third quarter to give him some some targets. You like give it a go, see what happens. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna start winning this, you gotta be able to throw it to anywhere and anyone on the pitch and yeah I think this one's on mm. Wilson for not uh, getting DK involved and trusting him that he can do the job over Ramsey yeah and we've seen it he can he can do that he can um 
you know, make the most of matchups. There were a few occasions where you could actually see that they were they were putting more than one person on him. Um, he was definitely the target man for the Rams' defense in that game. Uh, Lockett did benefit from it as well, like we said, and they they did try and get it to tight ends. Wilson did try and get it to tight ends during the game. The, the, just the, the amount of pressure that Wilson was under in that in that game from you know Donald and the rest of the 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 pass rush was really intense um and that's that's happened two times in two weeks now hopefully the running backs coming back in for the the seahawks you know carson is looking questionable for the game but i think carlos hyde's been practicing in full so there's at least going to be an established running back in the backfield and that might actually mix it up a bit now so they might have to think about covering running backs more and hopefully that does Add a bit more back ben- again. Yeah, yeah, opens back up again for Wilson and 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 the receivers. So you know, fingers crossed, it, it turns around because I know that Wilson is a big player for a lot of fantasy teams out there, and y- you really need him to come through in these last few weeks to get you in the playoffs. There's, yeah, the last last two weeks, uh, he's been pressured a lot and struggled a lot. So, well, f- fingers crossed that he he can turn it around tonight. Yes. Right. So, who is your who are you fading this week then? So this week I've gone for. Another running back. I've moved away from uh, the wide receivers because some of the matchups are pretty tricky. Um, I mean, DK Metcalf has got Patrick Peterson again, but we'll leave DK for a week. Um, This week, it's Antonio Gibson. And the reason I've chosen Antonio Gibson is because they are facing the Bengals this week in Washington. Now, the Bengals have played some teams who have got pretty notorious running backs this year. So they've played, in the last four games, they've played Pittsburgh, they've played Cleveland, they've played Indianapolis, and they've played Tennessee. And all four of their teams have got top 24 running backs. Henry's RB4, Kareem Hunt RB8, Connor was 15, Hines 16, Taylor 19. So all pretty bunched up there. But in those four weeks, that's week six to 10 because the Bengals have had a bye week. The Bengals have only conceded one rushing touchdown. Um, in comparison, they've let in four in the first five games, and I was giving them a lot of grief at the start of the season because they couldn't stop the run. Um, they do seem to have tied up the defence somewhat in this middle third of the season, and they have made it very difficult for opposing running backs, aside from Derek Henry, who did score that touchdown. I think it's going to be very tough for Gibson to get that big influx of fantasy points for a touchdown. He scored two last week against a defence that were not great against running backs, the Lions. This week is going to be a little bit different. Gibson also seems to be a little bit hit and miss with how many carries he gets. Like if when the Washington team go behind, they don't seem to give Gibson as much of the ball. Uh, so as opposed to lead backs who regularly get over 10 carries, no matter how the game's going, Gibson has seen four games out of nine where he has not seen 10 or more carries. And the resulting stat line does get affected by this. So Gibson has only had one game of over 100 rushing yards, and that was against the Cowboys in week seven. They were well ahead in that game. You know, and that's why they kept on feeding the ball to Gibson, and that's why he did so well. Thankfully, he has been saved by scoring touchdowns in those down weeks. But as I was saying, the Bengals might actually restrict those scoring chances. So it could spell trouble on the running side of the ball. And when it's not been going so well on the running side of the ball, he has used those passing yards and the passing game to top up the numbers. When he was with Kyle Allen, he did see a little bit of uptick. He was getting four targets, five targets. Now he's got Alex Smith in the picture. The focus has shifted over to someone else. It's gone to JD McKissick. 
And in the last two games, Gibson has seen seven targets. McKissick has seen 29 targets. A huge difference. So it does stand to reason that JD's involvement in the game is going to have an effect on his passing side of the game as well. Even when Gibson's in the backfield, McKissick's still lining up. So there, there just seems to be quite a few restricting factors on, on Gibson's play, not just in the matchup, but in the personnel that Washington are playing. So those are a few reasons why I think Gibson's going to be the Friday fade this week. Granted, it's not as bold as putting someone like Metcalf in, but I think it's it's going to be one that will pay off this weekend. Yeah, no, I like this pick. Uh, I didn't like last week's pick, but it uh, <laughs> you came through for you. I think that was just me being, uh, like I say, a Metcalf trooper. But uh, yeah, this is I like this pick, especially with McKissick coming in and the way that um, Smith looks at him and uses mm. him a lot more. So yes, good one. Thank you very much. We'll see how it, see how it pans out. <laughs> yes, that is wraps up another week of Fast Action Friday. As usual, keep an eye out for the new articles on the website and through social media. Yeah, um, I, as normal, it is Five Yard Rob. Um, I've been putting out my Find the Gap article every week, which is where I've been getting some of these stats from as well. So uh, hopefully in the future, I'll be putting up a few extra tweets with some of the data that I've been finding out as well. So if you're, if you're looking for a good rushing matchup or a team that might be weak against that, those areas, have a look for those because it could give you a little bit of an edge. Love it. Uh, I'm Pitsy NFL on Twitter. And obviously, as always, you can find the five, uh, five Yard Team at Five Yard Rush. So join us again next week for week 11, Saturday Friday. And until then, keep rushing. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.